We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Binks on Ice, we are rocking it out at the Stanley Cup Final as I'm currently in Tampa. And to cap off our Women in Hockey series, which should be its own show forever because women are absolutely incredible, I'm thrilled to welcome on living legend, Hockey Hall of Famer, gold medalist, and assistant general manager of the Vancouver Canucks, Cami Granato. We talk about her role and what a day in the life is like for her, what it's been like being the first woman to blaze so many different trails, how she feels about the Canada-USA rivalry, and what it's like watching husband and friend of the show, ESPN analyst Ray Ferraro, on TV during the cup final. We're sipping on tea, getting the tea with Cami Granato on Drinks with Thanks. Drinks with Binks on Ice is presented by Fubo TV. Cut cable and keep more than 100 of your most watched channels with live sports, top shows, and more. All streaming from your favorite devices. Go to FuboTV.com slash Binks to save 15% on your first month. Hey guys, welcome on into Drinks with Binks on Ice. I'm Julie Stewart Binks coming to you from Tampa as I am on the road right now covering the Stanley Cup final. So I'm always in a new situation destination which is the beauty of being able to do the show and we're able to talk with so many different amazing women on drinks with things on ice and to sort of come full circle and conclude this series of having incredible women it was absolutely fitting to have a living legend on the show i'm so thrilled to be able to get some time to be able to talk with none other than the first woman along with angela james to be inducted into the hockey hall of fame who is assistant general manager for the vancouver canucks and won gold with team usa as a captain of the olympic women's hockey team in 1998 cami granado thanks so much for joining us here on the show and cheers to everything you have accomplished and everything you've done for women in the game Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Cheers. All right. We are we are sipping on some tea, I believe you have. I've got some coffee. You're coming to us from Vancouver. Yeah. And you got your new job with the Vancouver Canucks. And just, I mean, what an incredible, first of all, job to get. You're with Seattle before. What's What's it been like just joining the Canucks organization? It's been fantastic. I mean, it's just been really, um, really exciting. A um, lot of things to um, dig into. Um, it's just 
a position that I was, you know, in my backyard. I've lived here for 20 years now. And then having it be down the street, I'm familiar with the Canucks. I scouted the Canucks with my job with Seattle. So that, that was a nice, um, you know, way to have a transition to know the players at least and their tendencies and, and then just getting to know everybody in the management team and the, and the whole um, operations of, of the Vancouver Canucks has been really, um, really great. A lot of challenges ahead, but really exciting ones. Yeah. So how does that work? As you mentioned, you're with Seattle, you were working as a scout for Seattle and then you go to Vancouver. What is like the day in the life of like an assistant general manager? Well, what I realized is when you're in a management position that you really do touch all facets of the organization. And there's just so many different things that come across your desk in a day. And it it could be having a a pre-draft meeting to talk about drafted players or um, meeting with the GM on certain things that are coming up for maybe free agency. There's just negotiating contracts for people that are coming on board, supporting our pro scouts in, in certain things. It's just, and then talking to the, like getting on a, on a Zoom to talk to our player development guys, planning our development camp. Like, I mean, there's just, there's a number mm-hmm. of things that go on in a day that I kind of marvel at, actually. I didn't think as deeply like about how many different things until I got there and realized there's a lot to cover. Uh, but it's exciting stuff mm-hmm. and we have a great group of people there. I think what I was important to me coming in was to know that the people around me were, we were going to, it was a support system. It was um, an open communication. It was a collaboration and that's exactly how the vision is has been laid out. And it's very apparent to me being here the months that I've been um, that that's the truth. You're on the management side, but so much of your family is on the coaching side or the media side, yeah. as we've had friend of the show, Ray Ferraro, your husband on drinks and things. What made you want to go into hockey ops and kind of do the scouting and general managing route? You know, I mean, coaching for me is definitely something that always interested me. It was just a, a different commitment. I think me coming out of my career and then even thinking I would maybe coach even on the women's side or or even coach on the men's side. And I did a little bit of that with my brothers when we coached Madison Capitals junior team. I was I helped out and coached there, got some experience and have coached a little bit with the U.S. Um, program for some PWHPA events. Um, but I think the commitments is a lot different. And for me raising my kids, I think when I got done with hockey, there was so much time put into hockey and not a, not the balance. And then I had my kids and I was like, I need a I need to step back here. And then coaching mm-hmm. was never, I got opportunities to even just coach uh, in different smaller uh, roles. And it was just, it, it took so much more time away. When you look at it, we don't have any female head coaches, of course, in the NHL. Yeah. When do you think we will see a female head coach in the NHL? You know, I, I don't know the timeline, but I think at one point it will happen. I don't know when that's going to be. I know if what you need, what we need right now is to get women in in the male in male sports, more women in coaching men's hockey at any level, whether it's junior, collegiate, AHL, ECHL, NHL. I mean, there's there's qualified coaches. It, it's not a gender thing. Um, there's there's coaches that are coaching in the NHL that didn't play and have a regular career in the NHL. So it's not like you have to be, yeah, an NHL player to be a coach. Um, so I think mm-hmm. they'll, you know, if if more women can think about like applying for roles in men's hockey at all those levels, then they can move their way up just like the men do in their roles in, in the lower leagues and not that they're lower leagues, but in other leagues to then jump to the NHL. But I think you'll see an assistant coach sooner than we think. I think, I think they'll, so a team will, 
we'll take one of these experienced coaches and, and give them an opportunity. I um, I think that will happen in the near future. Do you future think, yeah, like think. the NHL is ready to do that? Like, because there's, uh, you know, there's, it has to almost like have two people to like, or two sides to be mm-hmm. able to make that happen. Do you think the NHL and like the people involved and especially coming from your side are ready to break that barrier in and having a woman on the bench? I think, I think so. But I mean, there's still, there's so many um, biases that people don't even know they have where they're, they just look past or they actually look at a, a woman and think you, you cannot possibly know more than a man, mm-hmm. like just straight up. That's their comparison. A man and a woman, you don't, you could possibly, but I do think respect a respected woman in the field who's proven herself is capable. And it's not about, again, it's not about gender. And I think those biases are going to take longer to go away, but it's, it's changing and it's changing quickly. So we've seen that in other sports and we've seen women coaches in other sports who are doing really well on the men's side. And um, I just, I, I think it's, it's definitely going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And I think the biggest thing is getting women to apply for the men's jobs in any, in any league and then move, move their way up or an established coach can start as an assistant. Right. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the beginning of your playing career to now and having to break through the glass ceiling to get to where you are right now, do you see yourself being a general manager in the NHL? Um, you know what, honestly, I, I and this is a this is a true honest question. I am I wanna be where my feet are right now. I have no like I'm not even thinking that way. I'm just I'm so grateful for my opportunity. I'm learning from amazing hockey minds. I'm in a position where um, there's been trust put in my experiences there that they're respecting. I, and I think it's, it's just a great place for me to be right now. And I don't even, I'm not even thinking, not even for a second is my head going, that's where I want to go. I, I, and I'm, I'm completely honest about that. I just, I want to 
be really good in this role. I'm I'm enjoying this role. I, I'm right where I want to be. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and I think coming from someone who has been in a position all their life to defend themselves in the sport to get here is really incredible. Um, because I didn't think I would see it in my in my time. I just didn't. I just um, because for so long and for so many years, from the time I was three years old, going to Blackhawk games and in the game of hockey and and playing with boys until I was 18 and trying to prove myself every time I walked into the rink or I got on the ice and, and then trying to break the ceiling as a woman in this women's sports side. And it's just, you know, I feel like this opportunity, I'm just really, I'm grateful for, cause I just, there's been a lot of times where we were held back because of our gender. And, and, and I did, I had a joke with my brothers at one point. I'm like, man, if we, we should win the lottery so we could go, we could buy an NHL team. We could all work for it. Like, because we we always we had this we all had these hockey minds and we loved the game so much and we lived and breathed it and it was like my thought was that's the only way I would ever be able to work for a club because they don't hire women and that was just for so many years that was the way and then all of a sudden in the last four or five years the pendulum started to swing and then just even in the last couple of years there's just been this whole I guess view about there's there's you know equality is important representation is important and you know what there's the diversity in that and the drawing from different parts of your experiences with different people, it, it only betters your organization. And I think that's where I'm happy we're at. And so I think it's, there'll be more and more opportunities for women in sport. Wow. That is a, Sorry, that was incredible. a lot. <laughs> no, that, I mean, that was a fantastic answer to a really bad question that I asked, but you, have had to go through all these different things and the story about the lottery like breaks my heart like that as a woman that you had to that was how you felt right like as the first of all these things you had to go through all of these really difficult times to get to where you are right now just not seeing someone in in that position where you are like how what was that like because we look at the firsts and we think and we we talk about the first but like What's it like to be the first in all these situations? Well, I mean, I think at this point, it, I'm a little bit used to the idea of being the first because we were sort of like when we when in 1998, everyone talked about us as the pioneers. And I don't think we understood that because we were just so excited that we were getting opportunity and we were playing. And we didn't really get that term. And then as we got a little bit older, we realized, wow, we, we were the first to do this, you know, at the Olympic level. We thought the people before us were more the pioneers and they were. Because those, you know, and those players never got a chance to get the, um, you know, to a place that we did with the Olympics and have that opportunity with the national team and and see where it is now. But um, we we got used to it, and I think for me, it's sometimes it was exhausting. I gotta say, like I think proving yourself every time you go to a new place was just like, okay, here we go again, and here we go again. And but it mm-hmm. but it wasn't it was never like that for me on the ice. It was more about the stuff around it, the noise around it, the people that were disagreeing around it, the people that were trying to threaten you or, you know, coaches not wanting to play against your boys team because you were a girl or a guy, you know, hitting you and giving you a concussion when you're not even don't even have the puck because they're targeting you. Those kind of things Wow, were tough, but I had an amazing team. It was more the noise outside of the rink that that I just I didn't like those 10 minutes before the game when I'd walk to the locker room or I'd walk to the bathroom and then to the locker room when the guys were dressed. But I, on the ice, I never felt like I didn't belong. Never. I never identified mm-hmm. me as a woman playing a man's sport. I identified myself as a hockey player and it, it just didn't matter what everyone thought. And I, I don't know where that sort of 
mindset came, but there was there was a sense for me that I belonged. And maybe because I had brothers and we all were just in this together that played. Um, but that part never wavered. Not not one person could make me quit. And so I, I faced a lot of those people that didn't want me to play, but it really, to be honest, it, it was all, I, I just blocked it out. It was like, whatever. Like, I, I don't know where that attitude came from. I think it's because I just had such a love for the sport and I knew it was what I wanted to do. You are an American legend living in Canada though. So, yeah. you know, there's a little Canada, America um, rivalry, of course, on right. and off the ice, but um, your husband, Ray Ferraro was on the show. He's Canadian. AJ Molesko, your teammates, was on the show. She's American. And she was, she does not like Canada. I know. She hates Canada. I know. I know. Like, do you, do you feel that same kind of like rivalry hatred toward Canada well, that AJ does? Here's the thing. I, I look at it a little <laughs> differently as far as, you know, the rivalry was the rivalry with hockey. Like, it was on the ice and we did not like each other. I mean, there was a hatred. Like, we were standing in the way of each other's success right. every tournament. So there was a real, and it's still there. The rivalry is very real and it's very, you know, bitter at times. I found as um, there's a respect off the ice. I have a respect for these the players I've played against and that I've become friends with off the ice as advocates for the game with Cassie Campbells and Jaina Heffords and mm-hmm. Vicky Sunahara. And I could, I could go on and on, but I, there's a, there's players that we played against that we've, fiercely hated on the ice. But when, for me, off the ice, we're all in this together. And that's, I think it's it's shown a little bit more with the PWHPA stuff where the girls on both sides have come together as one. But, you know, living in Canada, I will say coming over the border when we won the gold in 1998, um, I was not liked very much. And here, nobody could nobody could care less. They're like, you're US boo. Like, you know, just, I had no merit. I had zero merit here. Yeah, And um, it was fine. But um, I think when Canada, when we lost then in 2002 and they won, it was kind of like, okay, well, now you're welcome. You're fine because we're just happy we got our gold, right? So it, it, each year yeah. it gets better. <laughs> the hardest one was my kids wore uh, Canadian jerseys to the World Junior because they're Ooh. Canadian kids and they, 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 they have pride, right? And then yeah. when, my, when they played against my, with my brother, Don, who was coaching, then they were cheering for the U.S. But it was like, if it wasn't family, they were they were for their home country, which I, you know. Very much so. Yeah. You have so many connections, like, with the game and Canada, USA, all different teams. And with with your husband, as you mentioned, Ray Ferraro, between the benches with um, ESPN doing the Stanley Cup final. And he was telling us, so, you know, with you working with the Kraken last year and you, when it was uh, COVID, like you're both at home, don't, you can't show your computer, like it was very <laughs> separate, but what's it, what is it like watching him broadcast the game? And do you ever text him being like, no, that's the wrong thing you just said on TV. This is what happened. <laughs> I, I refrain from that uh, in bigger games because, and he doesn't make, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I will say he's really good at what he does. Um, but I might comment on something funny to back to him, like in certain games, but in the playoffs, like I haven't bugged him because um, he's like a master at being able to text like in the middle, not in the middle of the play per se, but like the shortest little break. He's like, Boop, he's, I'm like, he's, he's texting. And then there, there was a time I could see him with his phone in his hand, like texting me when he, when he, when the play went by, but this is like, you know, like a five, nothing game in the middle of the season or something, but the playoffs he's, um, no, he's just, he's really dialed in and it's, it's been great to watch him and do his thing. And, 
he's now working with the new network with ESPN. So there's a whole new market that's starting to get to know him where the Canadian market knew him before. Mm -hmm. And so he's really enjoying that. And, um, and we have lots of great debates and yeah, I definitely had to shut my computer a few times when he was home because I just didn't want to give him too much top secret information from our, uh, from our end in Seattle. Cause I just didn't want to give him that responsibility of like holding it in when he knows so many broadcasters and, and uh, insiders. And I just, kind of leave it at that and then he's good with that boundary so um but we we love talking hockey and now even more so that i have this job and talk about players and what we're seeing and it's it's been great but uh, i'm really proud of of his work that he's been doing in the playoffs it's been really fun to watch him even though i haven't seen him in two months yeah <laughs> you see him like as much as we all do which is on tv i guess yeah, yeah exactly well, well he said that you influenced him a lot in how he saw the game so but he has playing experience. You also have very many different experiences within the game. Mm-hmm. So I loved hearing that that he was influenced by you and how you saw the game. And so um, there's so many things I want to talk to you about, Cammy. but um, we don't have a whole lot of time. And I want to talk to you about your book that you sure. just released, a children's book. Yeah. I can play too. So what, what inspired you to write this book? And tell us a little bit sure. more about it. So I, I got the idea of doing writing the book when I was reading to my kids when they were little. My kids, um, our two youngest are 15 and 12. So when they were babies, I read every single night to them. And we had every sports book possible because that's the ones that they really gravitated, gravitated to and they wanted to read over and over. And I just, I realized there wasn't any representation of women in as a, as a character in sport. It just, there wasn't books that had that at the time. It's like, I, I should write a kid's book. I, I I could use the story of sort of how I grew up and how it, uh, you know, kind of based on my story as the only girl in a league until I was 18. Right. And so finally I kind of kept putting it off. It was just more of a thought. And a friend of mine just said, why don't you just write it? Like, just write it. And so um, I ended up going for it. Um, and I was amazed that I was, I could do it. I just, there's one thing for it to be a concept and then have for it to actually turn into a, a book um, is another. So it, it was a really mm-hmm. cool journey. A lot of great um, stuff I learned on the way. I, I wrote it. Um, I got my nephew, Dominic, um, who's a really good drawer, but never illustrated. He's been drawing since he's been little and he was, he did all the illustrations. So it was a family thing. And um, we, yeah, we launched it in February, kind of a, more of a soft launch because I got my job right after with the Canucks. So we'll be doing more, more as well, but it's gone really well. And it's called, I can play too. It's about a little girl that um, wanted to play hockey, but her mom thought, well, if you want to skate, you put you in figure skating, like every other girl in the town, because no girls played in their town. So it's a, it's a, just a fun story. And then the kids have, it's been well received. I think the kids like it. So I'm excited about it. Subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube page for clips and full episodes. Follow us at Fubo Sports on all social media channels. Also available in podcast form wherever you find your favorite pods. Cheers to you, Cammy. Thank you so Thanks. much for drinking and banking with us here today. Yeah, thank you. Um, can you you tell us where um, we know that you're obviously very hard at work with the Vancouver Connects, but you also have a grant. I work with FlipGive um, on a grant program for uh, girls up to I think 12 years old. We did this year. 
Um, we gave out over almost, yeah, we gave out a hundred grants in North America, um, to all the girls across, um, North America that played hockey that, that applied for it on flipkiv.com. And we're having, we'll have another one this fall. We had a lot of NHL teams interested that, um, has, have funded it and, and, um, supported it in their regions to give extra grants for the girls. And it's been a really great, um, experience for me to do that because the stories that these kids have about you know who they are as people or players what kind of adversity they've had to deal with at home or on the ice um, maybe there's some financial adversity anything like that that's what the grant program get, gives to and then I have a zoom with all the girls and just to see their faces and see how um, just how excited they are it's it's incredible it's very re- very rewarding Wow, Cammy, you are an incredible person on and off the ice. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And good luck with everything with the Vancouver Canucks. And thank you just so much for everything that you've done for women in hockey and just being such an incredible role model. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here on the show. So thank you so much and good luck. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers. And um, everyone else out there, you guys know where to find us on Fubo Sports um, YouTube, all of our clips and episodes, as well as on Twitter and Instagram. And until next time, bottoms up, bitches. (laughs) That felt weird to say this time, but... (laughs)